Good morning, everyone. Chris Berryman here, your host of the Bringing Humanity Back Into the Business Show. And today's great episode of the Bringing Humanity Back Into the Business Show will be with my two great, awesome guests. Uh, Greg Vossler, account manager at Green Bean Packaging in the Washington, D.C. metro area. And my great, awesome business partner and entrepreneur with his bio line, Bridging the Gap 1,000 Words at a Time, from his, from his company that he started, Real Exposure, Jezreel White. Good morning, Jezreel. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Greg. How you doing, everybody? Hey, good morning. All right. Very good. Very good, gentlemen. Uh, today's... Uh, great episode today will be with my great business partner, Jezreel White, and Greg Vossler is the account manager at Green Bay Packaging, and Jezreel is actually my business partner, and he has his own company at Real Exposure. All right, gentlemen, thank you guys for being on today. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, gentlemen, all right. So just uh, for a little purposes and everything like that tell everybody what you do at uh green bay packaging greg so uh fairly um fairly simple i um i sell cardboard boxes on a massive scale uh i know it sounds a lot more simple than it actually is um but i work with manufacturers and distribution centers um that uh need a a better way of, of doing a box a uh, better way of, of distributing and uh, a cost-saving opportunity um, to work with a, a company that's family-owned and, and American-grown. So that's that's what I do in a nutshell. All right, fantastic. And Jezreel, tell everybody in the audience if they don't already know who people is already uh, with us on LinkedIn and everything like that. Tell uh, uh, the people what you have done on your company and uh, both of us uh, – I guess you and Greg, after that, uh, tell how do we all got together on LinkedIn. So go ahead, Josh. We'll tell, tell you a little bit of your story. Um, really just being on LinkedIn, being visible. I'm a photographer, so I can reach people and show people the world in different ways and bring people together and show that there's um, other ways to do things. You don't have to climb the corporate ladder Um Per se, it's all about who you know, and if you have the right things, you can you can move up that way. And really looking out to help people first. I found that if you help people out, they'll be able to help you out in ways that you never thought were possible. So that's how Chris and I met. That's how Greg and I met, and now we're here on LinkedIn. And Greg, tell tell us how you ended up meeting me on LinkedIn. Uh, so we've been uh, Chris. And I have been chatting for uh, a significant amount of time now, but we, we first met uh, through LinkedIn Mastery. And thanks to our, our good friend, uh, Errol, um, who's still on his mission to meet Gary Vee, and, and I hope he accomplishes that. But thanks to Errol's connections and, and Errol's uh, LinkedIn networking, Chris and I were able to connect, um, talk a little bit about the podcast, talk a little bit about bringing humanity back into business. Um, and, and how it aligned with some of my personal missions and, and um, some journeys that I'm on right now. Uh, but we've been fortunate enough to connect through LinkedIn. 
uh, Facebook and, and now this podcast here. All right, gentlemen, fantastic. Thank you for the introductions and your little stories about how we all connected. Now, my, my main focus really here, not only on the podcast, but also for what me and Jessica was doing, is we were truly wanting to be focused on bringing humanity back in business and bring those great ideas and principles that's really going to make people be able to not only be successful in business, but also in life. But just like as Jezreel said, basically become a servant leader and a selfless leader and put the needs of others first ahead of your own and everything. So I want to get you guys' take on my uh, intro to my profile and now I'm actually committing a challenge to everyone here who listens not only on this podcast, but also on LinkedIn. I want to start the hashtag challenge. If I help you, you help me, then we help we. Great. What does that mean to you, that great quote that I put on my profile? So I think that um, people need to think um, when – you're having a conversation with someone and you're, you're listening to that, that person, you need to be focused on opportunities that, and, and this is kind of something that I've done entirely. I've always tried to help others there succeed, um, make a connection, um, or, or just ultimately get ahead. Uh, and, and by helping that person, eventually somewhere down the line, I know that there might be an opportunity for them to maybe introduce me to somebody. Uh, maybe uh, come on as a as a business partner or, or a, a client, um, and so by helping that person, um, they're going to help me, and in turn, we're going to help we. Um, and I think that kind of goes hand in hand with exactly what your statement says, you know. And it's um, it speaks volumes about uh, you, Chris, and um, it, it speaks volumes about you know the the type of um, kind of atmosphere that you're building uh, around your organization and around your podcast and businesses um, it's really setting the tone and people have a, a perfect understanding about what the goal is uh, of you and, and at the very beginning and I think that that's extremely important so in my opinion that's you know that's exactly what your statement means and, and I, I think it's perfect okay Jezreel what's your thoughts on it yeah it's it's I believe it started off when we were talking about um, the win-win-win, where it's beneficial for you, it's beneficial for me, and then it's beneficial for we. And, I mean, I don't, I don't think there's anything else more to say because Greg, Greg really covered it, but if you're not serving other people, then it really comes down to why are they serving you? You know, people are going to get sick and tired of, of working for other people who aren't giving back. So as long as we can continue the cycle of giving back to each other and continue to share with people outside of the circle, reach out to them first, give them something, they see what we're doing, and eventually we have everyone. All that fantastic, gentlemen. Thank you. And if I remember correctly, we were on a conference call, and we brought that same quote up. And I think it was Greg that said that that's an awesome quote. Uh, why don't you use that as your mission statement? I think, uh, Jezreel, I think you're the one that says, hey, that is now our mission statement. And and you said, that's it. It's final decision. 
it's made, it's set in stone. I think that was so right there, and that's why now I have I'm now hashtagging it because I truly think that's our mission statement. That's where we're really going to truly grow, not only as a business but also as people too, as well. Yes, I agree. Okay. All right. So I want to get some thoughts on some things that I have been doing on uh, the past week or so with this podcast and everything. And I want to get your thoughts and ideas on, let's bring this great topic up first. I think it's really, really critical. If you guys haven't already heard it on my uh, podcast, I did a uh, episode about ethics. Greg, what does ethics really truly mean to you and everything like that? And then when Greg's done, Judge, please jump in. I want to hear both of you guys' uh, ideas of how ethics is really not only critical in business, but also in life. And also to add to that, do you think we're so interconnected to the business and personal lives that we're basically should be the same exact person in both lives? That's a very interesting question. Um, I, I'm going to answer the, the last part of your question first. Um, you know, and, and seeing should we be the same person we are at work at in our personal lives? Uh, I think that's a, both a yes and a no. I think that there is um, a, a place for if you're a very stern leader at work, I mean, yes, there is a place um, to be a stern person um, personally, uh, but at the same time, I think your, your work um, profile and your personal profile about who you are, um, I think there can, there, I think people can afford to have uh, kind of two, two face when it comes to that. Um, not, maliciously or anything like that but i think it's a um important to have uh just as at work you need to uh, account you know different reactions for different situations and it's important to have different reactions and different um personalities uh in for different situations both personal and and for for professional um and uh, that kind of leads into the ethics side of things i think that you're setting a standard for yourself and that is both professional and personal as well. Um, and you need to hold yourself to a certain standard um, uh, when you're doing business with people. And, and it kind of goes back to that mission statement. And if you're going to stick true to, to that mission statement, uh, that you're going to hold yourself to that standard, um, well, you're, the, the ethics of all of that um, it, it kind of goes hand in hand with exactly as, as you spoke about earlier. Yeah. And it, it kind of, it really makes it difficult for, for people who haven't um, had the opportunity to really use their ethics. I know there's some places that I've been where when I wanted to use my, you know, keep my standards, my personal standards and my business standards, I was kind of frowned upon and and forced to really look at really if my ethics were were something that I should be bringing to work. And it's kind of crazy to think about that, but if you're not able to use your ethics in both the same ethics in a in a personal and a business way, then you're kind of left um being two completely different people. And 
yeah, you should have a personal life and a business life, but there should be some some connection, a bridge in between where you're sharing the same values, you're sharing the same the same mindset. Um, so, I mean, Greg, you pretty much covered it all um, on that. So the man for that, but but really, it's if you can be one person in both situations, no one to no one to lead people, you know, with the, the right authority, and come home and, and leave that there, but still have your ethics. Then I think that's the work life balance rather than physically working. Absolutely. 100% agree. I totally agree that uh, 100% too as well, gentlemen, on both points and everything like that. So my biggest thing is, as you guys probably well know, is not only is the ethics thing is really critical to me, it's about how do we truly approach people in business. And I think last night, Greg, on the mastermind call that we had with Daryl Frader and everything like that, we were talking about how people's styles were being done inside the workplace and everything like that. And to me, I think it's really, if you can agree with me or not, depending on how you do things, because I know everyone is different, but isn't the common goal and the common reality that what we need to do here especially what we're trying to do here on not only on the show but what me and Jezreel is doing is really bring a human aspect to business that where people are not considered just a name and a number they're just not things like on a piece of paper you get to really truly know them on a personal level and really have engaging conversations do you believe that's a great way forward to move people in positions of success and really probably even catapult him to better places in uh, business? Uh, yes, I, I do. Um, but unfortunately, there's a lot of businesses out there that don't agree with that. Um, they, uh, they're, they're so big that it's kind of hard to become individualized and it's hard to um, become a, a person, let alone a, a number within an organization. Um, not that there's not room for growth in, in both styles, uh, but, I personally believe that there is better opportunity and you get more out of your employees and more out of the people um, when you when you actually humanize uh, your organization and you, you connect with individuals of your company. Um, too often, uh, there's a, a major organization that the, the turnover rate is just atrocious, and that's because they're not humanizing anything. Uh, there's so many times where a person wants to grow and wants to succeed and has a passion for the business that they're in, but they just don't feel wanted. They don't feel needed. And it's the same thing as in a relationship as if you're not, if it's not going both ways, you're not going to have one person doing hundred percent of anything. Um, you know, it's, it has to be a, a mutually beneficial situation for both the employee, the employer, uh, and anyone who's in that kind of relationship, whether it be, you know, a business or, or a private relationship. Um, you know, I, that, it, as I stated, it's my opinion that I think there's better opportunities for people to grow when you humanize it. That's why Apple became the first trillion dollar organization, because when they started, they wanted to be a, a human organization. They wanted it. To, they wanted to build something that wasn't a cookie cutter. They wanted to 
grow um, and provide a product to their people that were that was people made that was something that people were proud of um, and, and that's why Steve Jobs was, was so stern with it because he expected the best but he also recognized each person by their first name and and that's a, a standard that um, you know I think a lot of CEOs could could take into account and, and implement immediately um, but yeah as I said there's a lot of major organizations out there that uh, that don't see it that way. They just see the bottom line, and that's perfectly fine. I mean, the businesses are going to run the way that they go, and you know, one way a business runs is not perfect for another. Um, but you know, kind of it goes without saying. You're going to see more succeed uh, when you have more people bought into it. And I think, go ahead. And your thoughts, Jazz? Yeah, I just. Yeah, there's a, a shift now where people are starting to realize that they they don't want to be treated as a number. People are finding many different ways to make money now. And so it's hard to um, force someone to make money the way that you want them to make and not give them something outside of that. So bigger businesses are now going to have to become more creative. Um, again, they're going to have to humanize each position and really understand, I think it comes down to if you haven't done the job yourself, it makes it difficult to understand how someone else is going to approach it and the different ways to accomplish it. So I think that's a big thing, too. All right. Very good. Very good, gentlemen. Now, I think it also, to me, ties back into the whole concept, and I want to get both of your thoughts on it, is – is there a really big motivation factor within the humanizing aspect and standpoint of creating a great team that will turn into a community that would turn into a movement? What's your thoughts on that, Greg? And you can go follow after that, uh, General. Well, I'll tell you what, I've been answering first a lot of these. I, I'd like to hear um, from, from Jezreel first, if that's all right with you, Chris. Oh, that'd be perfect. Um, and, and, and absolutely follow up afterwards. So, Jezreel, if you'd like to take the lead on this one, I'd be happy to follow up. All right, perfect. Thanks. So, yeah, I remember, I mean, that's how Chris and I started um, is, you know, I had my idea. He had his idea. We started with with ourselves. And then it was us connecting through LinkedIn, talking, wanting to get better, um, seeing each other's vision, realizing that it was very, very similar, and then saying, hey, let's, let's work together. Let's build something. Let's build this community that started from just one person, our, ourselves, and connect each other and bridge the gap and now move to um, building our own communities, but still together um, under one idea. And so it's, it's a very real thing. It's very possible. It's happened in many different things. And now I can see um, just the way people are writing, just what they're posting, that we are affecting people, even if we don't get credit for it. It's something that we, we started on our own without looking to emulate anybody else. It was a real thing um, from emotions. And now we're able to continue this, watch it grow, because it's hard because it's not the same. We're not in the same position. We're not in the same um mindset as far as needing to get something done the way we needed to at that point but now this is really really where the fun begins because now we have people from all over who are able to share the same idea 
Um, and the internet's allowing that to be possible. LinkedIn is really helping out. Absolutely, yeah. And it's, um, you know, I think the, the, the term community um, and, and, you know, a movement is, is certainly relative. And it's, uh, it, it only takes one person to make the difference, good or bad, within an organization, movement, community. And uh, by continuing to build, and it kind of becomes full circle here, continue to have those ethics, build that culture and, and stick true to your, you know, to who you are. Um, that's the difference maker when you're, you're talking about building a movement. Um, and, you know, just as Jezreel and Chris, you, you both said, you know, you, you had your ideas, you listened to each other, you came together and you formed this, this community and, and you're seeing the fruits of your labors come through and the movement that you're doing and bringing humanity back into business and digging for diamonds. And, you know, we help, you know, you, we all help each other. And uh, it's, it's become quite the movement on LinkedIn. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing where you all take it. Well, I greatly appreciate that, gentlemen, and everything like that. Now, I think the table should turn here, and I think it should be ask the host question time and segment. So if you guys want to ask me questions and everything like that, I'd love to be able to answer anything that you may have for me that we have not already discussed about. So, uh, Jez, how about you? You start with this segment and tell me, Anything that you would like to know if you don't already know something about me and what I can probably bring added value to our uh, great listeners on the podcast? Well, I got something outside the box. Um, <laughs> kind of out there. I want to hear about your how Star Wars affects your day-to-day. Oh, all righty. We're going to go down the road of Master Yoda. Here we go. Uh, let, let you guys all know, within my LinkedIn profile, I have LinkedIn Jedi Knight. And the reason why I have that on there is because I'm a thorough, in and in through fan of Star Wars, each and every single movie if I've ever seen it. I've been to every opening and everything. It has really thoroughly changed my life so much so that uh, everything that I basically have learned as a kid and turning into an adult has come uh, majorly in part from the actual values and principles that's actually deeply embedded inside the movies of uh, the whole trilogy and everything. And I've taken a lot of great quotes and mindset from that is just like with um, Master Yoda in the latest Star Wars film in The, in the, in the Last Jedi. Uh, the, the greatest quote he said when he was talking to Luke about Luke was thinking he was going to be a failure to write. He said, failure is the best teacher. And I was like, oh, my, that is that is so, so awesome. And that's how I can relate to Star Wars because there's so many great ethical principles guiding ways of doing things on a basically a human scale that's beyond comparison and that's what was George Lucas's uh, way of showing somewhat of a it's kind of like a mashup between World War II 
type of movies and spaghetti westerns and uh, the, uh, the samurai was uh, integral into that. So he's trying to match all these kind of points of view onto one series. And that's what he basically has done. But he, he, he had an underlying thing that a lot of people didn't really see that. And that's what I took from that. To me, there's a lot of, like I said, great nuggets of knowledge and values um, that we can use not only in business, but also in life. And that's how Star Wars has affected me in every way and every day possible. That's awesome. Well, I guess, Chris, one follow-up to that, nothing business-related, but what's your, your number one favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, man. If I had to, if I had to actually say it, I would have to say the Attack of the, uh, not Attack of the Clones, um, but the actual Adventure of the Sith. And the reason being that to me was is that was actually the critical point within the Star Wars mythology to where the main character, which was Anakin Skywalker, who's supposed to be dubbed as the chosen one, ended up having the, the, the almost like a, a midlife crisis moment in his life. Because not only did he come up the ranks as a Padawan and became a, 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 a soon-to-be Jedi Master, but he was put in a position of, let's say, being on the Jedi Council, but not technically on the Council because he was appointed by the Emperor, which is at that time the, um, the Chancellor of the, uh, the Senate. So he was getting all these, you know, turns away and, and takeaways to being he was being turned to between what do I do right on the Jedi? And then eventually what led him to his own demise was when he saw a vision of his wife Padme being killed somehow, and he wanted to stop that. So he didn't know what to do. So when he went to Chancellor Papertine and I, a, uh, later in, in the movie, Chan- the Chancellor said there was only a way for him to, to save his wife from certain death. And that was the ways of the Sith. And that's when he actually had to make that choice is when they were trying to arrest the chancellor, when they found out that he was the Sith Lord that they were looking for, Anakin had a battle with Mace Windu, which was his Jedi master as well. And he actually got killed off somehow. And then the, uh, the emperor basically, uh, was talking to him, and uh, Anakin gave in and said, I would give in to your teachings and, and learns the ways of the dark side. And that's when he knew, I think of this the way I look at it, when it comes to business. Businesses nowadays will tell you they don't want you to end up being these robots or these people and everything, but... In reality, you become the very monster you swore that you would never become. And that's when I got that critical moment. That's why I love that movie for that reason, Greg, is because it has that pivotal, pitiful, excuse me, pivotal moment that he had to make that ultimate choice. Would he go down the dark path and forever will dominate his destiny? Or would he choose the right path, which he probably might be harder and everything like that? but he would be 
thinking about other people first. And that's how, that's why I like that movie. That's my favorite. Well, there you go. That's uh, I certainly opened uh, Pandora's box with that question. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I get some haters commenting on. <laughs> but, but but that's what drives me, gentlemen. It really does. There's there's so many things that we can learn, not only from movies but from each other. That's the whole reasoning why we're on this call today. And. Um, yeah, fire away with another question, you guys. Uh, I I like to hear. I want to really open up myself to the audience because they probably may not got, have gotten to know me in the the podcast. So, so throw me out a couple of other questions, and then we'll get back to it. All right. All right, Chris. I got I got one for you, Chris. Okay. What's your biggest failure, and how did you learn from it? Oh man, my biggest failure was when I was at my very first job and I was a crew trainer at McDonald's and I was a crew trainer for about three and a half years and I kept on training people the way I thought I would know how to be uh, training people and everything and I'll do it understanding operating procedures and everything and I think it was like in my very last like six months or a year that I had left into it. I was working my way up because I was actually in high school at the time uh, that there was a, a change of the guard, so to speak. It come in from a corporate store to a, a um, franchisee and the franchisee basically was telling people, you know, you got to do these things this way. And they were, they were really so super strict. And I kept telling them, Hey, I'm willing to do whatever it takes I want to do this and I'm doing that. And they, I think they saw in me that I always was failing at every turn, even though I was trying my best. But then I, and, and, and there was some times I had to say that I didn't make mistakes, but I didn't own up to it. And I think that was the biggest thing that made me grow is when I finally realized that if I have to make a mistake and I have to own up to it, I have to do that. And I think that's what really turned my whole process around after that is when I was that young, eight, 18 years old or so, I think that was my biggest failure. I just didn't own up to being not necessarily a failure in a bad sense, but when I made a mistake, I didn't own up to it. And I think that was a big thing for me is one, owning up to the, the failure, but then two, not accepting the change and realizing the change could be for the better, but I just didn't let that opportunity come in. Gotcha. Thank you for answering that. Okay. Uh, Chris, what, what gives you the confidence uh, to do what you do to, to do this podcast? Well, I said it in fact on Sunday on the LinkedIn video about the hashtag challenge about if I help you, you help me, then we help we. In no small part and feat to the great people and entrepreneurs on LinkedIn, like Greg Vossler, Jezreel White, Kyle Witham, Kyle Burt, I can just go on and on. You guys have given me so much support, wisdom, advice, um, great uh, supporting ideas to really to better myself. And to be honest with you, besides that, 
it's my passion right now to do what I'm doing. I felt in my heart about 15 years ago, I wanted to change the way business was being done in the business landscape, that we're not humanizing the way we should. We should get to know people, like Greg said, with Steve Jobs, get to know people same basis how's your kids in college today john how's your your daughter uh in ballet class sue and by doing that we create that fundamental not a robot and not a name and a number kind of gap but more of a hey how can i help you and really get to know people and that's like i said th those are the two things that motivate me each and every single day and and of course bar none the ultimate person who gives me the strength to do what I'm doing, of course, is my wife, Melinda. Without her, I probably wouldn't be here today. And that's what the other thing that really drives me. I want to get her home from work, not having to work at Walmart, basically running that pharmacy and not getting the acknowledgement, support, the uh, tools that she needs to succeed, management support, uh people actually knowing their role and doing their role each and every single day. I want to get her away from that because I can, I see her de being demoralized every day. And that just breaks my heart to where people don't care anymore. They're out for themselves. And that's another reason, gentlemen, that's why I do what I do. I don't want people to feel the way I have felt in the past my wife is feeling right now and other people should not feel that way. They should have a great support system and any business structure to be able to say, Hey, how can I help you? How can I be of service? And if that kind of mentality is not in our business today, when will it ever come? Because like I said, I have a quote that I also use by myself is if it's got to be done by me, then it's got to be me. Because it's not, no one else is going to do it. So I have to do it. So, like I said, those are the critical ways that I get motivated each and every single day, Jessel. Well, Chris, if anyone ever asks you why you do what you do, you just tell them exactly what you just told us. Because that, I could feel the passion in your voice. I could sense the passion in your story. And it, it made sense from beginning to end. So when someone asks, what do you do? I want you to tell them that story. That's, I mean, that's, that's a difference maker right there. People don't have that passion when they're talking about other things, but if you tell them that story, man, I mean, people, people will buy in no problem. Yeah. And if they, if they don't, that lets you know the position that they're in. Um, yeah. I always, yes. I always believe if people can't understand the human spirit, then are they? And there's a bunch of different yep. actions, things like that, but, Keep sharing that, Chris. Well, absolutely. I appreciate it, gentlemen, because like I said, you've had a great hand in hopefully the success of this podcast and ultimately, hopefully, what me and Jezreel really wants to see to come to fruition and everything because things are moving. It might be not moving fast like we want it to, but things are moving the way we are. And it's, it was probably, it's like, like Jezreel has told me when we first met. Everything happens for a reason, and, and he can see the future of what, what can be attained. So I think my next crit critical question I want to ask you guys is 
Let's to let's turn the shoe on the other foot. Greg, what motivates you to do what you do at Green Bay Packaging each and every single day and really gets you to where you want to go, not only in the business world, but also in life? What are those critical things and takeaways that the audience really needs to know about the true Greg and what he's about? <laughs> uh, I think that there's, there's several things. Um, and, you know, there, there might be a, a few things that some of the audience is, um, you know, can relate to, and there might be some that, that, that aren't, but you know, I, I've always believed that if, if I'm doing something um, for somebody else uh, and, and I don't mean doing something um, physically for someone else, but if I'm motivating myself because of, you know, my family, um, you know, I want to provide a, a life for them or, you know, I want to give them opportunities to, to succeed outside of, uh, outside of the home. You know, that's why, that's why I get up and, and my feet hit the floor at 5 a.m. Um, that's why, you know, I wanted to uh, have a, a, a good uh, relationship with my son and I want to show him a strong, uh, you know, male um, figure uh, that is leading the household. So that's why I get up early and I go work out. That's why I have, um, you know, partnerships with, with other people who are successful uh, business owners, entrepreneurs, salespeople. Um, and just successful in general. Um, for, for me, it's always been trying to, to prove others wrong um, and, you know, lead by example. Um, you know, I've, I've been told several times in my life that I can't, <clears throat> excuse me, I can't do something. Um, and it dates back to, you know, athletics as a, as a youth um, and even as, as recent as um, you know, being part of a, a, a networking group and telling me that I shouldn't be uh, the president of the networking group and branching off and building my own and, and have it become successful in, in a year's time. Um, you know, so proving others wrong and leading by example are, are two of the two of the biggest motivating things for me. Um, and you know, that it, it's kind of a wide open statement. But if, if anyone's really interested in learning the ins and outs. I welcome them to, to contact me in whichever way they seem fit. Give me a call, email, LinkedIn message, whatever. Um, and, and I'll be happy to go into depth. But if I were to tell you, you know, the ins and outs of everything, man, we'd be here for another hour. Um, so it's, it's, uh, I do a lot for my family. I do a lot for, um, for, for my, my personal growth. And I do a lot to, to show everyone that you don't have to be, um, that cookie cutter kind of person. You you can be unique, uh, and you can you can do a difference, make a difference um, by by being individualized, um, not only in your sales approach, uh, but as a person as well. So that's I don't know if that really answers your question, but it um, you know that's that's me in a nutshell, man. Okay. Yep. Um, so for for me, it's part of pretty much what both of you have said, and um, I've experienced things that I don't believe other people should go through. So I've been motivated to to find a new way to do it. Again, I've been told that I can't do things that I shouldn't be doing it. That's not the way the world works. But my thought is, how come I have these thoughts in my head then? So. 
Um, going off some other things, if you can think it, believe it, then it can be true. Steve Jobs said you can create your own world. So I realized that I was living in other people's world. Um, I wasn't taking control of my life in the way that, I, uh, that everyone else is capable of. And so my motivation is showing people through myself that you can really do whatever you want to do. Um, as long as you're doing the right things, you can continue to do them. So each day I run into different situations that I know other people don't want to be in, but they don't, they themselves don't have the answers. They don't know how to get out. And so by, um, by seeing that, that motivates me to let me know that, Hey, I, I still need to continue. We still need to continue to do what we're doing. Um, so physically seeing things, um, really, really motivates me each day. Well, that is so awesome, Jezreel and, and Greg. That is so awesome. Of of each every everybody's point of view, of course, is going to be different. But th th the main focus is that motivation. If you don't have that motivation, you are not going to do anything. Not only for yourself, but also for others. All right, gentlemen. Um, any last words of wisdom that you would like to bestow onto my great audience and listeners here? on Anchor and Beyond, uh, and let's go with you, Jezreel. What will be your key things that you would like to see uh, more people to get involved with or, or do and, and try to find more about themselves? What would you be giving them as far as a great takeaway from this uh, interview today? Um, I don't people say find what you love um, and do it. That's that's one thing that I've found is definitely very true. If you can find what you love, whether it's spending time with your family, if you find that that's your passion, then you can make it happen. Um, network with people who have that opportunity. So the big thing is networking. Um, no matter what position you're in, whether you're looking for a job or you're not looking for a job, talk to people. You're going to learn way more by talking to someone that's um, outside of your circle than someone inside because you'll, you know, we tend to put up assumptions and, and blockers to keep us focused on things, but those blockers stop us from connecting to people, um, provide us opportunities within our own. Things. So network is the big thing and um, stay true to yourself. Don't let anybody push you into uncomfortable situations. Yeah, to, to follow that, um, there's a lot of times in, in everyone's day where they're given unique opportunities. And it, it could be a sales opportunity. It could be a, a connection opportunity. Um, but there's also a lot of opportunities to make differences in people's lives. And it could be as simple as holding the door open for someone, letting them come through first. Uh, it could be introducing someone to uh, a person who is hiring that you think might be a good fit for their business. Um, but I think the biggest takeaway that I'll, I'll give someone today is try and make a difference in someone's life every single day. Uh, if, and you can do 365 life-changing moves a year. That's huge. And, that's, and, and I truly believe in, in good karma, and that would be um, huge for any individual. It doesn't, you don't have to get someone a job, but just introduce someone that maybe they don't know. Um, you know, 
talk up uh, uh, someone about, you know, a book you're reading and maybe turn them on to that. Um, invite someone to connect with you on LinkedIn that, um, you know, maybe otherwise, you know, you would have just kind of just denied or dismissed. Um, you know, truly making a, a difference in someone's life every single day can be uh, as big a movement or as little uh, an action as possible. But if you continue to do that every single day, uh, you'll feel better about yourself and you'll make a, a big difference. And Chris, full circle right here, you're going to bring humanity back into business. Well, thank you for that so much, Greg. Jezreel, it's been such an honor to not only know you, but to really connect with you on LinkedIn. Now, Jezreel, we make an announcement uh, soon about what we're doing moving forward on, on, on what we're doing or or should we kind of like get a little nuggets every little bit about what we're doing we, we can give nuggets i like keeping keeping it suspenseful i like to under promote over deliver um so but i mean if you go golfing you might be hearing about us <laughs> <laughs> i like that i like that Trying to shoot holes in ones. I like that. <laughs> yeah. okay, there you go. Okay, okay. All right, gentlemen. I got to know. Who's the better golfer? Greg or Jeff? <laughs> knowing, how I, knowing how I play golf, probably Jeff. <laughs> and I'm going to say Greg because, uh, you know, if you can keep all your balls together, you'll probably beat me. <laughs> Well, I, I, I've only been like twice ever in my life. People think I have a great swing, but I just don't play enough to really be really good at it uh, and everything like that. But, yeah, I think yeah, I think that would be great nuggets right there for, for people to know. Golfing soon in the works to be tied in with us. And I don't know how that would correlate, but, hey, <laughs> I guess you that hole in one and you might just find out. All right, gentlemen. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so gentlemen, it's been awesome, and thank you for taking the time out of your days and everything like that. Every, every time that we talk to each other, whether it be on LinkedIn or our conference call, thank you so much, gentlemen. Thank you, Chris. It's always a pleasure. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, if anyone needs to uh, follow me on LinkedIn, get in touch. Let's let's talk. All right, thank then. You, thank Greg. Yeah, and, and Greg, why don't you give them uh, the uh, information on how to contact you and everything. Would that be okay? Yeah, 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 please. I mean, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn uh, under Greg Bossler, um, you know, account manager, Green Bay Packaging. Uh, shoot me a message. Shoot, shoot me a LinkedIn connection request, and, uh, and let's talk. Okay, what about you, Jezreel? <laughs> Everybody knows Chris, so they can always get me through Chris, but um, you can find me on LinkedIn, Jezreel White. You can find me on Instagram um, through there as well, Facebook. You can email me. Um, all my contact information is on my LinkedIn. All right. Great, gentlemen. Thank you for your time. Great uh, deeper dive in what we're doing today here on the podcast and everything like that. And hopefully, can I get you guys' commitment in doing the hashtag challenge of the if I help you, you help me, we help we campaign. Definitely. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, everyone, for listening in today on today's great podcast with Greg Vossler, account manager at Green Bay Packaging, and my great business partner, Jezreel White, uh, from Real Exposure. 
And everyone have a great and awesome day. And thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.